Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make some noise. Yo! Yo! Yo. This. Who is this guy? Is Wes McElroy on Fox Sports 910 and FoxSportsRichmond.com. Call the show at 345-0910 or email Wes at FoxSportsRichmond.com. Here he is. He is the man. Wes McElroy for cranking us up whether it be on Fox Sports 910 or the iHeartRadio app baseball last night one away for the Bronx Bombers 3-2 swung on grounded toward the middle and through a base hit center field Judge scores Sanchez goes to third it is a two out Rebbe single by Didi Gregorius yes indeedy and the Yankees now take a 4-0 lead. Dallas Keuchel's been the kryptonite for the Yankees. Not last night. They get to him. Some key hits, some key hits early. He doesn't even get through five innings. And the Yankees getting the key hits again last night. Gary Sanchez has woke up. Chase Headley's woken up. And how about the performance? I know we get caught up in the bats and we, we have a lot of fun with you. John Sterling calls, as Paulie and I would love to play them and their variety, but, man, do not lose sight of what the Yankees pitching has done this series. And Masahiro Tanaka, seven scoreless innings last night, no runs, eight Ks, and this after what CC Sabathia did the night before. The Yankees are clicking and rolling on all cylinders. Now they got to do it in Houston. The series, home teams won every single game. You will get game six tomorrow night. The good news for Houston is they get Justin Verlander. The bad news is they're batting 147. And as the Nationals can tell you, you do need runs. For the Cubbies last night, they stay alive. They got runs from Javier Baez. Two home runs last night. And uh, the Cubbies, Joe Madden, using Wade Davis in the eighth and the ninth. Got a little iffy there when Justin Turner went yard. Went yard. He went street. I think it was a moonshot. But Joe Madden, despite getting thrown out, makes the right call. Cubbies hang on, live to see another day. And now the NLCS is at 3-1. to one. Chance to clinch tonight for the Dodgers as they have Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Headlines, storylines, and baseball. Wes McElroy, Fox Sports 910, brought to you by the iHeartRadio app. We got baseball tonight. We have the kickoff of Week 7 in the NFL. Michael Robinson of the NFL Network, brought to you by Good Feet in Studio. What, no red pants today, buddy? No red pants, dude. Hey, look, man. First of all, good morning, Wes. What's going on, guys, audience? Uh, if I get another tweet about my red pants, if I get another message about my red pants that I wore on Sunday, I'm going to be upset. So, I was fly, okay? I did not look like uh, would somebody write me um, a picnic table, uh, um, <laughs> a picnic table uh, point, you know, sheet point, or whatever. If you could, for those who do not see it, <laughs> could you get a picture of Michael from Sunday and put it up, and uh, we'll let people judge on our Facebook page, Fox Sports 91 RVA. So I'm, um, as we like to say in the house, I'm doing bottle service early Sunday morning. Okay. Got the baby, flip it on. I'm like, <laughs> all right, Mike, red pants. Red pants and a checkerboard sport coat. Now, you know, Parney hit me up. Parney was hype about it. He's a big man on pants. <laughs> and I looked, and I got to tell you this verbatim, literally it happened. Feed my daughter the bottle. I got you on. Wife, wifey, as you like to say, wifey walks in the room. Yeah. 
stops dead in her tracks and goes, Michael, red pants, huh? You lit up the internet last of Sunday course. morning. That's good. the way. That's the way it has to be, Wes. You know, so you got to entertain, and sometimes entertaining has something to do with with your wearing, with, with what you're wearing too. Um, so it's all good, man. Only certain people that look like me can wear red pants, Wes. I don't know if red pants would look great on no. you. No. Okay, oh, you've never heard this discussion before? No, I have not. No, it, it tough. It, it took a lot for me just to get like olive green pants on. I'm more <laughs> of the khaki blue black. Yeah, I did. My wife's been trying to get me in these. Um, what do they call them? I forget what the brand name is. She's trying to get me like wear orange and lime green pants. It ain't happening. You got to liven it up a little bit, Wes. That's the way it, it goes, bro. Come on, man. Can you see me walking around in lime green pants? I can't personally see you around. I look like a Sprite can. I can't can't see you walking around in lime green pants, but there's probably a woman or something out there that would love to see you in lime green pants. Probably wifey. (laughs) Pants Talk on Fox Sports 910, brought to you by the Good Feet Store. All right, Michael lit up the internet with his red pants a Sunday morning, and then the internet lit up when Aaron Rodgers went down most likely, we still haven't had it definitively because he's not been put on IR, but Aaron Rodgers, for all intents and purposes, done for the year. How much did the NFC change to you in just one play last Sunday? Wow, the NFC really changed. I mean, w- w- people got to understand, with Aaron Rodgers playing with Green Bay, y- you can almost pencil them in for 9 or 10 wins. You can almost pencil them in for 9 or 10 wins. Uh, the way Mark M- Mike McCarthy runs runs his offense is a West Coast type of a style system. But they literally succeed and they get better and they do well strictly off the ability of the best quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, To me now, uh, they're going to have to rely on their coaching. Um, And I don't know if they have the pieces around the quarterback position uh, to, to be dominant. Like, I don't know if they could just strictly rely on their run game. I don't know if they can strictly rely on shutting people down defensively. Oftentimes, when your quarterback is not the show of your team or not the main focal point of your team, you have to rely on another aspect of your team. Uh, For the Green Bay Packers, their their show or their main focal point is the quarterback position, and I don't know if Brett Hundley is going to be able to fill that role like Aaron Rodgers. Did you have any problem with the hit by Anthony Barr? Did you find it, as some called it, dirty, some called it illegal? No, I, you know, I, I didn't find it dirty. Um, I, I, I do think that he could have pulled off. But at the end of the day, and I always tell people this, when you play the game of football, there's also a competitive part to this, okay? Um, I'm not saying that you mean to injure anybody, but you do want the best quarterback in the game that's playing against you to feel your presence every single time you put hands on them. And so uh, I thought the hit was a good hit. And, um, you know, the quarterback's got to be able to get up from that sometimes, you know. Best team in the NFC is? Oh, Wes, don't start me. Don't, don't start me saying this because, you know, you got all these NFC East people uh, looking at them Eagles right now. And I, I, can't see, I can't see a team in the NFC right now that I can say is better than the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, just what they've shown, they are, they're explosive. They're one of the best teams on third down. And their front seven can get after any quarterback in the National Football League. There is not one blocking unit that can handle this front seven. So the way I look at it is, it's really on them. It's really on how many mistakes they make or how many, you know, how many explosive plays. It's on this Philadelphia Eagles team. Their destiny is in their own hands. Carson Wentz. Is and Carson Wentz gets a lot of attraction and attention, and he should because the way he keeps plays alive, but also his arm. And he's now starting to connect more with Torrey Smith. He's been connecting with Alshon Jeffrey. He's got heap load of other fun things to throw to. But the one thing to like about Philadelphia is one thing that they could not do for years. 
able to run the ball through the tackles. And that, and that is something, as we dive deeper here, and we'll get to the Redskins and the Jonathan Allen injury, as the winter comes along, the one thing you've got to do is run the ball and you've got to be able to stop the run, and Philadelphia's doing both right now. That's one thing that I was afraid, Wes. I was afraid if Doug Peterson would actually understand how to call the run game, how to call four-minute offense, because it's a different type of run game when you're up and you know everybody's assaulting the line of scrimmage and they know you got to run the football. Um the way that they've been using LeGarrette Blunt over the last few weeks, I mean, it's it's beautiful. I mean, he is literally beating up the middle of defenses, and people just don't want to tackle this guy. Um, it was some early issues uh, with him getting the ball early on in the season, but it just seemed like they figured out a way uh, for this guy to impose his will on opposing defenses. And you can see the effect it's having in the passing game. Whenever Carson Wentz turns around and fakes uh, LeGarrette Blunt, the entire defense, is, defense freezes, and this guy has enough enough skills at the quarterback position to make a defense pay week one Redskins Eagles Eagles had 24 carries for 58 yards the Redskins have right now currently the number eight running defense in the NFL but take a humongous blow yesterday Mike I know you look at more game film than I do but Jonathan Allen to me Matt Ioannidis made a huge step up from practice squad to starter Jonathan Allen's their second best defensive lineman and Jonathan Allen is now done for the year Liz Frank injury one, how big of a hit is to that defense? And two, how concerning is it for you knowing what you know about a rookie having a Liz Frank injury? Well, uh, um, it's, a, it's a huge blow to this Washington Redskins defense. On tape, Wes, and I'm strictly just talking about on tape, on tape this guy jumps off the video. I mean, he's explosive. He's oftentimes the first guy to get off on, on, um, and make contact with the offensive line. Um this is going to hurt this defense. He oftentimes requires a double team, and there's not many guys in this league that requires a double team every single time they line up. So they're going to miss his presence in the middle, and he can he actually has some pass rush ability. Uh, but to have a young guy have this type of an injury, um, I thought I I thought I tore I thought I messed my Liz Frank up before. And what what ends up happening is there is no push. Uh, you just heard me talk about because um, it's uh, the middle of your foot, middle right? of your foot. So when your foot bends to push off and things like that, you're affected that way. And I just talked about he requires a double team. So you're talking about a guy who requires a double team and he can't put his foot down to put up resistance to the double team. It's going to affect him going 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 down the line. So they, they have to make sure that this guy is totally healthy before he steps back on the field because this Liz Frank injury is one of those. He probably could have played through the season with it, but he wouldn't have been the type of Jonathan Allen that he's been the first few weeks of the season. You you mentioned what he does up front. I've also watched what they've been able to do when him and Ioannidis. Him and Ioannidis have been, a, for lack of a better phrase, been a tag team. And how many times, I don't know how many snaps it's been, but you see the Redskins where they can only they only have to bring four. Yeah, Bring Preston, Preston Smith, Kerrigan, Ioannidis, and Allen – and what you're able to do is you're able to see the benefits for Zach Brown at inside linebacker where he's free to roam, make his move. DJ Swearinger, you're having that ability where you're only sending four and you're getting there because they have 16 sacks on the year. This, and and I, that's the advantage of having animals, for lack of better words, on the defensive line. Guys that require two people to put hands on them. Guys that require um, offensive line coaches to circle them uh, on the on the game plan uh, during the week. That allows your linebackers to roam. And once your linebackers can roam and be playmakers, you don't have to have your defensive backs coming up making tackles all day. They're three and two already, and three and two in the NFC is not a bad place to be right now. No, but you just no. 
Josh Norman, maybe no Breland, no more Allen for the rest of the year. Lose your kicker. Oh. Offense still not clicking. This is a tall order moving forward for the Redskins. Michael Robinson brought to you by the Good Feed Store. We'll come back. We'll do a little keeping it real because uh, we'll stick with the NFL next segment. Bottom of the hour, Dan Walken will join us from USA Today, national college football writer. Get his thoughts on the job the Bronco Mendenhall is doing at Virginia. See who he likes in the ACC Coastal. And, yes, we will also get to the big game in Happy Valley with Michael Robinson's Penn State. And, mm. folks, you want to see Michael go just – I'm just saying. You want to see you Penn see, State. I'm just saying. Penn State in Michigan. I'm just, I, don't, I don't say the other word. I don't say the other gonna team. I going to say. I don't say it. Throwback Thursday. If you want to get Mike in a bad mood, just say the word Michigan. Next, keeping it real, Aaron Rodgers, the NFL owners' meetings, and other hot topics, including does Michael see Ezekiel Elliott playing for the remainder of the year? We'll do it here and next. West McElroy, Michael Robinson, brought to you by the Good Feet Store. We are. Brought to you by the Good Feet Store and Shore Pump. Coming up, Dan Walken. USA Today will join us on the big college football weekend coming up. Michael over here telling us, you and Rich Eisen, Sunday morning? Yeah, Is man, there- we have we have a little interaction. You know, I got I got called into the principal's office last year, you know, when I was getting at Rich too much. So I'm not going to say too much this week. I just, for his sake, the game better be close. I know we're going to win, but for his sake, the game better be close because I'm going to explode on national TV. Um if they win, you should have when they win what navy blue sport coat with white Don Johnson Miami Vice pants. Go Nittany blue, navy and wo- blue sports jacket with, with w- all white. Wh- yeah, I know it's after Labor Day, but you mm. seriously go Sonny Crockett on us. Well, I got I got Victor Cruz on with me this week, so uh, Victor be dressing. You know what I'm saying? And he might not he he might clash with my white pants if I wear the white pants, Wes. I gotta holler at Vic first. You know what I'm saying? We'll get to Penn State, <laughs> Michigan with Michael and Dan Walken coming up right now. Let's go through uh, multiple topics. Let's go keeping it real with Michael Robinson. He's gone from star college quarterback to Super Bowl champion fullback to NFL network analyst. I'm running with the Bulls, and I guarantee you that Bull don't want to mess with this big old head right here. But we know him as the guy who oh, just keeps it real. Remember, brother, keep it real. Keeping it real with Mike Robb on Fox Sports 910. Next question, Wes. All right. Try to keep this as uh, short and sweet as yep, possible. We'll NFL do. owners meetings wrap up. Players owners meetings and they meet, there's no rule to stand for the national anthem, but it seems that there was a lot of positive, significant talk. You talked to players. Was there a good feel walking out of that room earlier this week? Yeah. Uh, the guys that I've talked to, th- there was a good feel, um, but there was also um, a feeling of there's still a lot of work to be done. Just because we sat in a room um, and talked about some things doesn't mean that you're going to totally get us from stop kneeling. That was that was the words that was directly told to me. And you're going to have some guys still take a knee yep. until uh, some things have changed. So we'll see. Try to explain this earlier because I saw Mar- uh, Michael Bennett say that there's no change until Colin Kaepernick is signed. You have President Trump saying it's totally disrespectful. There's no rule put in place. This is a complicated issue. It's been complicated for quite some time but it's a step in the right direction. And the fact that they wanted to meet again, that the owners actually wanted to meet quicker, but the players said, you know, we actually have things lined up. Of course, because the owners understand. 
This is how they make their money. They better make sure them players are happy. <laughs> like, like l- let's not beat around the bush and act like they don't understand that uh, by making these players happy, these players are going to make them more money. So, um, yeah, it does not surprise me that owners want to get back to the table and but talk. But I-, I like that there was some real talk. And John Mara, who, remember, he wrote that letter about not signing Colin Kaepernick and the mm-hmm. and the the um, business disaster it would be. I thought he was very real yesterday when he said, look, we know this is affecting our bottom line. We also know what the players are standing up for is important. So instead of making a rule, why don't we do things to make them want to stand with pride for the national anthem? And he said, look, I want people to stand for the national anthem. But he said, look, we're listening. Um, you've got owners saying, hey, I didn't come from this lifestyle. I don't know this. It's a good step in the right direction. And I know people want change or people want it to stop. It's going to take more than just one meeting. And, and that's a great perspective to have. Instead of instead of forcing the players to do something that they don't always that they don't necessarily uh, totally believe in and, 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 and forcing them to not kneel for the things that they want to kneel for, how about let's make the environment here in our country uh, prideful so that we all want to stand for the flag? I know. It, look, we we can bang up on Goodell and the owners, but I think the owners and the players, it's a step in a positive direction. Yep. Keeping it real. Which defending conference champ has more issues, Atlanta or New England? Oh, by the way, they meet up on Sunday night. I know, right? Uh, I got to go with New England. Um, And I know it's very tough to say that New England has bigger issues. It seems like New England has some issues early in the season, and then they always seem to get them right. But they cannot stop uh, water from running. I mean, seriously, that, that, that's how bad their run defense is. Uh, they don't have defensive tackles that can put up a fight and stop people from pushing them uh, down the field. Yeah, they're explosive offensively, but they're also the worst defense in the league giving up explosive plays. So I, I think this year's New England team is in real trouble, and I don't know if we see them in the, in the Super Bowl this year. Speaking of not seeing, do we not see Andrew Luck at all this year? Another setback yesterday, cortisone shot. They're saying it's just soreness, but are we at the point now where you just – you preserve Andrew Luck for a year? I think you have to. Um, and obviously, uh, and, and you look at Jacoby Brissett, he's not playing terrible. I think he throws the ball a little too hard on short passes. It's hard for guys to catch it. But uh, he's not playing terrible. And uh, at some point, we need to start looking at Andrew Luck for who for, for what he is. I mean, the guy's been hurt most of his career. Yeah, we talk about all the arm talent and this, that, and the third. But he has not won many games. Okay, has not won many games. He's been hurt the last couple years, yet he still gets an over a hundred something million dollar contract. How does that happen? At some point, we need to start calling a spade a spade. I'm not saying uh, that Andrew Luck uh, was a terrible pick. I'm not saying whatever, but at some point, we we, we got to call it what it is. We can't say that Andrew Luck's one of the best in the game right now. He hadn't been on the field enough to prove it. I still like to talk about that organization that I think has wasted his talent for years. Well. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a whole nother conversation right there. Oh, speaking of worse <laughs> organizations, what's the worst organization? The Browns or the Colts? Another quarterback switch in Cleveland. I know. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Browns being the worst organization just simply because they haven't had. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That is as much recent success as, as the Colts have had. But both of these organizations are not in a good place right now. And I think it both of these organizations, it starts from the top man, the owner. You can refer to your buddy Mike Garofalo on this one. Yeah. Keep it real. Does Ezekiel Elliott play the rest of the season without <laughs> suspension, or will he eventually be suspended? Because I have no clue. Yeah. I, I, uh, it, I didn't have a clue either. Uh, but the people that I talked to, without putting a lot of names out there, the people that I talked to, they believe Ezekiel Elliott will play this season. They believe without he will, a suspension. Will, he will finish out this season without a suspension, but they do believe he will serve his suspension at some point. That's what I believe. I believe he's eventually <laughs> going to get six games, and what I want to see here is this next go-around on October 30th. It's the same judge, and it favors to Elliott. The NFL eventually wants to get their guy. Yep. But do they back off because this league has taken a tremendous hit in star power? Do they just look at this? We keep hearing about a business model. It's all about a business. Do they look and go, yeah, do we really need to take Zeke off the field for six weeks? Oh, no, weeks? I'm, being, I'm being honest. If if the league got Tom Brady out for games, Ezekiel Elliott is going to serve his suspension. Let's just be honest about this, okay? Tom Brady served four games. Finally, keep it real. Redskins put Dustin Hopkins on IR, 82% field goal kicker in the past three years. When you played, what kicker did you have to have the most trust in? Never had to worry about when he was on the field to boom it through. Oh, man. Uh, I played with guys like Joe Nedney, you know, longtime NFL guy. You know, you never really worried about Joe. Um, but Joe was crazy. Me and Joe used to have fun. Uh, I was a special teams guy. I can't, I, that's a whole nother conversation. That's Mike and Wes after dark. But, uh, uh, I would have to say uh, House Money, Steve Hauschka. He's, I think he's out in Buffalo right now. Just from a, from a psychological standpoint, the way he approached every single kick, uh, he actually changed the way I prepared for game. I know we talked about the Allen injury. I'm, I'm trying to put it out there. The Hopkins injury is significant. 82% on field goals. He's boomed, missed one extra point this year, missed only three last year, and he's put it in the end zone 75% of the times on kickoffs. The only, time we, position. the only time we seem to talk about kickers is when there's a bad kicker. Yep. To have this guy in-house for three years and to lose him. And you can show – Skins fans, you can send me all the YouTube clips that you want from me, this kid in Texas. Until there's he, just not people out on the street. Until he starts 82%. booming him through in the NFL. I don't, you can leave your YouTube videos at home. He's Michael Robinson, Wes McElroy, to college football with Dan Walken of USA Today next on Fox Sports 910. Coming up, Chris Thompson said he will not take his family to Philadelphia. Really? Fears the fans. Doesn't like the fans. Do they still got a uh, uh, um, a jail cell? Like a jail nah. in, the, in the bottom of the... Okay, this is an old stadium. Was that at the vet? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Coming up, we'll do a little <laughs> Michael Robinson story time. The place that he did not like the fans the most. Mm. He is Michael Robinson, brought to you by the Good Feet Store. Wes McElroy. Fox Sports 910, the iHeartRadio app. We got a NFL weekend starting tonight. We also have a college football weekend, which includes some big top 25 games. Chill. Okay, my bad. We'll let, we'll let you ask Dan Walken of USA Today about your Penn State Nittany Lions. Dan joining us on the Hadid Mercer Road Cleaning Hotline. Dan, let me start here locally because I know you spotlighted in your piece. Big fan of your work on USA Today and usatoday.com. What UVA has done here, you've talked about and written about Bronco Mendenhall and what he's done in Charlottesville at their 5-1 and one. What's caught your eye the most from a national perspective about the turnaround in Seville? Uh, the defense, which 
we really shouldn't be surprised by because that's how Bronco Mendenhall built his reputation as a coach. Uh, they look like a Bronco Mendenhall coach team. Like you watch a coach for long enough, you, you get the sense, the flavor of what they're trying to do. Uh, you know, they have a certain identity. And obviously it took a year before it caught on with the players there, but that now looks like a Bronco Mendenhall team. And I think that speaks volumes about his ability as a coach and, you know, the message that his staff is, is trying to get through. You know, I think long-term uh, there's still some concerns about how that staff is going to recruit in, in Virginia. And, you know, they're obviously going to have to go and uh, get players out of the 757 area code. And, you know, is the Bronco Mendenhall message going to resonate there? Uh, we'll see over time, but as far as the results on the field and the impact that he's made with those players, I think it's obvious. And for them to be here at five and one, uh, I think is a great credit to his staff. Looking at the ACC Coastal, you got Georgia Tech, Miami, and Miami just beating Georgia Tech. You got Virginia Tech, Miami, Georgia Tech. Have you figured out a team that you like a little bit more in the Coastal race? No, not really. Uh, you know, I think that Miami-Virginia Tech game is obviously going to be key to who wins the division. I don't think any of those teams are, are dominant type of teams. Uh, you know, clearly Virginia Tech, they play Clemson, and you know, it was a huge showcase for them, and they didn't really have much of a chance that night. Miami is undefeated, but, you know, they're the kind of team that, is having to grind out wins. They've gotten some pretty lucky breaks two weeks in a row. You know, they could easily have two losses here. Um, their defense is good. Their offense just isn't very explosive. Uh, you know, with Virginia Tech, uh, somewhat the same. You know, I, so those two teams match up. I, I believe the game's in Miami, so I, I want to have a little edge to the Hurricanes there. Uh, but you know, whoever wins that game, I think, is probably going to come out of the division. He's Dan Wolken, national columnist, USA Today Sports, covering college football, college basketball. Big weekend in the top 25. I got an alum over here chomping to ask you about the Nittany Lions. Yes, Dan, you, you already know I'm a Penn Stater uh, taking on the Michigan Wolverines uh, this weekend. Um, how, how does Michigan stop Saquon Barkley? Because right now on tape, uh, this kid looks like the most watchable player in college football right now. Well, you know, you have a good sense that Michigan will come in with a game plan that targets Barkley. You know, they're going to put an extra guy in the box. They're going to try to stop him from breaking, you know, those 30, 40-yard runs. Uh, and they'll probably have some success. You know, Don Brown with Michigan is one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. And that unit has played extremely well, even though it's a bunch of younger guys. Uh all the talk in the offseason about how much talent they lost off their defense uh, really has not made a huge difference in terms of the production. I think the problem Michigan's got in the game is not necessarily Saquon Barkley. It's how their offense is going to score. I, I just am very disappointed in, in that Michigan offense because Jim Harbaugh, you think of his coaching career and a lot of the good quarterbacks he's had under his tutelage, and this is year three in that system, and they just don't have a very good track record with the quarterback position at Michigan. So uh, whatever it is they're doing, you know, maybe it's just a talent issue. 
but they're the kind of team that's struggling to sustain drives. You know, they will get it into the red zone and then totally stall out. Uh, vertical passing game just isn't really there. So I think Michigan will limit what Penn State does offensively. I just don't think they're going to be able to score. Dan, I'll turn off my partner in crime's microphone so he can't yell at you in case the answer and the opinion is different, but who's the best player in the country right now, Barkley or Bryce Love out at Stanford? Well, I mean, you're trying to compare two guys who play the same position technically but who do some very different things. And, look, Barkley uh, has had value this year in the kicking game. Uh, He threw a touchdown pass. Uh, he's done. He's been very, very impressive. Baller. I think. I think with with love. Um, I mean, this guy's averaging like nine yards a carry or something like or eight yards a carry. Uh, it's just ridiculous video game type of numbers. So, Penn State's in the national conversation. Stanford isn't really at this point, and I don't think people are really watching Stanford. So, in terms of the Heisman race, I would tend to believe that Barkley is going to have an edge. I mean, I hate to bring up the East Coast media bias thing, but I, I think in some ways that, that does uh, matter in, in a situation like this. You know, I don't vote for the Heisman. I mean, as of today, I would probably put Love first because I just don't think you can argue with the kind of production that he's had. Uh, but um, we'll see how it plays out down the stretch. I mean, Barkley's you've got Michigan and Ohio State in back-to-back weeks. Uh, you know, if he has huge games – then he may lock it up right here. Dan, I'll let you roll on this one since we're talking about top 25 and we're talking about this weekend. Who do we need to be talking about more here in the second half of the season, Notre Dame or TCU? Yeah, well, look, Notre Dame is going to be sort of self-explanatory given the games they've got coming up. You know, they've got USC, they're going to have Stanford, they're going to have NC State. Uh, I think that's next weekend. They're going to have Miami. Like, they've got a, you know, gauntlet of high-end opponents, and so if Notre Dame gets through all those games, like they're going to be, you know, top four, top five in the polls, and well positioned to get in the playoff. Uh, with TCU, it's going to be interesting because the Big Twelve still does not have the perception uh, that, you know, is is one of the better conferences right now. Um, probably still fifth out of the five power conferences. TCU. The thing I like about them right now is that. The defense is playing like a Gary Patterson defense, which they didn't do last year. And Kenny Hill, their quarterback, is is not making mistakes. And that was sort of a knock on him throughout his career. But he's not really putting the ball in jeopardy very much. And so that's a really good combination for them. And, and we'll see as the season goes on. They've still got Texas, still got Oklahoma. They've still got some big games plus a Big 12 cha- championship if they, if they hold things together. So... TCU, if they go undefeated, like you're just not going to be able to argue with them getting in the playoff. Uh, but I do like what I've seen out of them, even though I'm still somewhat skeptical that they could beat an Alabama or somebody like that. Dan, enjoy your stuff, man. Thanks for making time for us here on the show. Okay, thanks, guys. Dan Wolken, national columnist covering college football for USA Today. He's right about the East Coast bias, and I say this as mm-hmm. a Heisman voter. I don't know if, if I did not have a five-, six-week-old if I was not up giving late-night bottles on a Saturday, if I'd be watching Stanford. But, man, dude is, dude is Bryce great. Love yeah. is a lot of dude fun is to legit. watch. Yeah, dude is legit. And, yes, it is. Nine yards per carry. That's a, almost a first down every time he t- every time He, he had a hundred yards in his, He had over 100 yards in his first two carries last Saturday night. But that game, Penn State, Michigan. <laughs> what? 
Over 100 yards and two carries. Two carries, <laughs> two Saturday carries. night. Yep. Who are they playing? They had, uh, was it, uh, hold on. It, they playing a JV team. They playing somebody's ninth grade team. It may get two no, carries for top, 100 yards. No, they had a top 20 upset you last Sunday. Me? I'm sorry, all the days are blending together here. <laughs> they played Oregon last yeah, week. Yeah, they beat Oregon last week. There it is. Thank you, Paulie. Oh, and he's Where averaging 10 yards a carry now. All right, Where's we'll, the development? When we come back, Michael Robinson story time. We'll set the table for week seven in the NFL. Plus, a good dude in the NFL. They always say in sports talk, you guys always talk about the bad, not the good. We'll talk about a good dude next. Fox Let's Sports 910, brought to you by the Good Feet Store. Get Michael's game of the week here in a second. I, I want to point this out. Hit it earlier, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Chris Long, to me, is doing something. I, it's unprecedented. Donated his first six game checks to provide two scholarships for students in Charlottesville. He's now taking the next 10 to launch the Pledge for 10 education campaign in Philly, Boston, and St. Louis, the three places that he has played in the NFL. I don't believe – I've heard of players donating game checks. I've never heard of a guy donating a season worth of checks. I mean, it, I mean, I think I, I think I remember Michael Jordan doing something like that or something back when he played for the Wizards or something like that. But other than that, Wes, I mean, you're you're right, and we. I always tell my network, why aren't that? Why isn't that the number one story that we're talking about? You know, um, guys like Chris Long um, understands what's going on in this country, understands um, his role, understands athletes' roles, um, and then for you know the things that happened in Charlottesville a few weeks, a few months ago. Happened in his, right in his backyard. Um, I'm not surprised by this gesture from Chris Long. This guy's a good dude. He, I was going to ask you, because genuinely he's one of my favorite people I've ever covered, and he is a genuine person, but yeah. among players? Oh, guys love him. Guys yeah. love him. I mean, he's a guy, he's always active on Twitter, um, you know, bringing good energy to people. He's always responding to fans. Uh, just an overall good dude and again when all the kneeling and stuff came about he was the first guy first guy that that's not black uh to come out and say you know uh i understand i agree um you know we need to make light of the social injustices going on so big ups to chris long man all right washington redskin running back chris thompson doesn't want his family to attend that's hilarious in philadelphia because of the fans ladies and gentlemen it is time for the debut (laughs) of michael robinson story time ladies and gentlemen kids of all ages settle in it's michael robinson story time place in the nfl you would never take your family where and why Place in the NFL, I will, I would never take my family. Ooh, um, I'm gonna have to say, and I know people are gonna disagree. I'm gonna have to say Kansas City, and I'm not saying because it's, it was rude. I mean, the fans were awesome, but the atmosphere is so crazy. That I don't know. I think my kids would be nervous and scared. So loud, probably make yeah, you cry. like loud. I mean, it's just it's fandomonium. I mean, you, you they they have some of the craziest fans. Um, uh, it's almost like a drug. Like football's a drug for the fans out there, and and they get after it. Okay, Thompson. Thompson said he was in mid prayer, and a Philly <laughs> fan yelled at him and said, "God's not even going to help you today." Oh man, you. And he said that's a little harsh. Um, God's not going to help you today. Somebody yelled that. Yeah. Oh, I hope it wasn't during the national anthem. It's a little huh? much. That is a lot. It's a little much. <laughs> where you know what? You probably can't say it on the air. But where, who had the fans where you just said, "It's taking everything that I got not to go into the stands." I'm not gonna lie. Um, Ohio State. Yeah. And I know that was in college. 
Ohio State fans, first of all, it's like 106,000 people. They, like, sit on you. It's a big horseshoe. I loved playing there. And when you come from the locker room, it's like you you have to walk through this big tunnel and sea of nothing but Ohio State people. And they throw beer at you. They, I mean, they say some of the most degrading things that you could possibly think of, um, no matter what time of the game, national, whatever. And – you sit there and you think, one guy said something to me that I cannot repeat. And I just looked up at him and I'm like, are you kidding? Like, are you serious? I am a human being. The worst is when you look, <laughs> and I say this from a fan perspective, you look over and you see somebody say something. It's like, dude, your kid is right next to you. Right next to you. You're just cursing. <sighs> and I mean, it just it means nothing to you. Chris Thompson, I got your back. I don't blame you. Game of the weekend, Michael. What are you paying attention to? Oh, man, I'm paying attention to a, co- a couple of games. Uh, but th- obviously the, the Super Bowl rematch, New England Patriots, Atlanta Falcons. Um, if Atlanta gets up by a, cer- by a certain amount of points, what are the jokes that are going to be going on on, on, on social media? Um, can, can the New England Patriots stop the run? And I really think um, Sarkeesian, um, the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, if they don't hand the ball off to their running backs over 40 times, it's a problem. Sunday night football, but, hey, Saturday, 10 a.m. till noon. 10 a.m. to noon. Tune Good morning in. football Good weekend. Good morning football weekend. We, we're Which, by on. the way, thank you for the name drop on Saturday. Come I've on, not Wes, yet I got seen, you back. I got you back. I, 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 there was a discussion, and I appreciate when people give credit where credit is due, and Michael name dropped me on the NFL name Network. Name drop, man. It, make me, it made me look smart. You very, know what I'm saying? Very kind of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> could, you could have taken that and ran with it. <laughs> and uh, then Sunday morning, bright and early, 7 a.m. Sunday morning, bright and early, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. We'll have Victor Cruz on this mo- um, uh, th- this week. So tune in. We're going to be talking everything. He's Michael Robinson, brought to you by the Good Feet Store. And remember, if it ain't real, it ain't right, Wes. Come on now. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, thank you to Michael Robinson, Dan Walken of USA Today. Also to Kyle Aletta, quarterback of the Richmond Spiders. Good stuff there. Talking about Carson Wentz, talking about record setting, and also talking about what it's going to be like to take on Danny Rocco, his former coach, this Saturday. He wants that one. Who else do we have? Dave Glenn, the ACC Sports Journal. Back tomorrow, Michael Phillips of the Times Dispatch. We will have our buddy Gary Hess in studio and whatever else may come our merry way. Dodgers, shut it down tonight. Clayton Kershaw on the mound. For Paulie V, Gary Hess, I'm Wes McElroy. You know me. Let it ride. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.